Hey, this is Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a podcast to help parents build kids who are going to build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'm going to be bringing with me 20 plus years of student ministry, foster parenting, and parenting my own kids to try to help give you some tips, tricks, tools to help you thrive and not just survive these parenting years. Hey, thanks so much for joining today, and what a special podcast. It's episode number 10, uh, which means that there's been at least enough good feedback, people listening and support for me to to bear through doing some of these and hopefully getting a little better and hopefully, again, giving you stuff that's going to be helpful to you as, as you walk through parenting. And uh, if you're like me, some days you feel like an awesome parent, some days you feel like the worst person on the face of the earth. And sometimes that's the same day, depending on which kid and and, and which situation. So hopefully uh, you give yourself a little slack and just continue to to bear with it. And uh, like we have said from podcast number one, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So uh, if if things go bad today, then uh, good news is you get to try again tomorrow. Um, and by the way, if this has been a help to you, I want to just first off say thank you to all those who have shared with others. It's it's really encouraging to hear word spread and uh, to find out that people are actually finding this useful and helpful. So again, if it is helpful to you, um, please share it with others that you think it might be helpful for, because you never know what, what place somebody's in and, and what's going on in their life and, and whether this is the message that they need for exactly that time. So thank you for those who've done it and continue to do it. And I'd also ask if you have any particular topics that you would like us to talk about, um, maybe something you're struggling with or something that you found helpful in the past, um, just let me know. You can email me, jay at covenantfellowship.com. Most of you actually know who I am, so you could probably just speak to me and tell me face-to-face. But if not, you can always email me or find some other carrier pigeon way to get a hold of me. And I would love to, um, to just hear what's on your mind and what you would like to talk about and tackle that. But today, since nobody's given me a particular topic, I want to share something that has been a recurring theme in in my life, and, and I think in some ways a recurring theme in, in every human's life. And uh, that's the theme of suffering. And particularly, I want to talk about the role of suffering in our kids and in our families and what we can do with it. You know, nobody likes to suffer. Uh, I, I, at least, you know, nobody that I know enjoys suffering. And if you do, you're kind of a, a masochist. I, I like to sweat when I exercise and I like that temporary pain, but I, I love knowing that it's over. And I don't really like pain pain. Um, and I certainly don't like emotional pain. And I, and I think maybe the worst part is the anticipation of the pain coming up. But uh, I, I've walked through suffering and have walked through a lot of those questions of, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to the people around me? Why can't I fix it? And these are just questions that that are going to happen. Um, And so today what I wanted to talk about is just simply as a parent, when you see that your kids are in a spot of suffering and you can't fix it and you can't take away the pain, what can you do? Um, To give you a little context in in my life, I've, um, I, I think the worst day of my life, to tell you the truth, uh, was not the day that my my spouse went to heaven to be with Jesus, but it was the next morning when my three-year-old girl uh, wakes up and walks out and asks where her mommy is, and I have to tell her 
that uh, her mom has gone to be with Jesus. Uh, that was pretty much uh, the worst moment of my life. Um, glad that my spouse is with Jesus, but man, if, if somebody moved away across the country, I would grieve, much less when you know a three-year-old's never going to get to see their mom on this side of heaven again. And so I've walked through that um, with my daughter. Uh, we have fostered a number of kids, and so each of our kids has been able to experience um, real loss that comes when you've bonded with somebody, and then all of a sudden they're gone from your life. Um, and some of these happen with some mourning, and, and, and some of them uh, happen literally overnight where uh, you've got a kid and you you may think the kid's going to be there long term and then you know the system changes something changes and they're gone and and you see your kids walking through uh, this terrible time of suffering um, and on top of that we have uh, walked through leukemia treatment with my son and man watching a little boy get stuck over and over again watching him just feel sick and and um, being kind and sweet while throwing up um, over and over again. And just, I mean, it, it's hard. It just really, that's an understatement, but uh, just take the understatement for what it is. You feel powerless as a parent in these times. And so, you know, one positive is it absolutely just drives you to prayer. Um, but, but at the other time, you just, you wish you could take it away and you can't. And so I have walked through my share of times where I'm just questioning, Lord, what are you doing? And um, God, I, I'm okay taking this. I don't want to take it, but I'm okay taking this. But but why do my kids have to? And I just wanted to share a little bit of the perspective that I've gotten over time walking through these things of why, why has this been good for my kids? Um, some of the things that have happened, I wouldn't say those things are good. But uh, I'll tell you what, actually today I got to listen to my, um, my high school daughter share her testimony in a public school, in a little Christian club that meets in a public school. You begin to realize, man, some of these things that, um, that you want your kids to have as far as character, uh, you're, you're powerless to make those things happen. You can talk about good things, you can talk about good examples, but it's truly the suffering in their life um, that that forms these things, that's the crucible for um, them not just knowing about Jesus, but knowing Jesus. And uh, let me just share Romans chapter 5. There's there's a little section in here uh, in Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And it says, Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we've also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. More than this, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. And so you see the Apostle Paul there says that we, because of Christ in us, we're able to rejoice in our sufferings. We're able to rejoice in times that most people would not be able to rejoice in. And we're able to rejoice through things that are terrible and through things that are awful. And remember, this, this is not somebody writing from the comfort of a luxurious lifestyle, somebody whose church has provided multiple jets for them and uh, who has named and claimed anything. Now, this is a man who eventually would get down on his hands and knees and 
put his neck down and have his head removed from his body for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is one who was shipwrecked, who suffered over and over again for his faith. And, and um, you know, you read in Corinthians, and I think it's 2 Corinthians, that there were times as he was walking through it that they, they despaired of life itself. Um, so this isn't a robot going through things where, you know, just because of their faith, everything's happy and everything's good. Um, they're not, and he doesn't say we're rejoicing in our trials. He's saying we're rejoicing in our sufferings. There's legitimate suffering. And so even as a believer, you're just, let me promise you, you're going to go through times of suffering. And you're going to go through times where your kids suffer. Sometimes it will be for mistakes that they've made, and sometimes it's just life. Uh, and so what can you do? I can't answer all of the questions of why, uh, why suffer, but I will tell you this. Everybody that I know that has, has something that I want um, deep down inside, everybody that I know that has the kind of character that I want to have has suffered deeply. Everybody I know that, that walks one of those lives that's just astounding, that they have incredible patience and mercy and sympathy, they've walked some dark paths of suffering. And, and during that process, it's changed them. And I can tell you that the same thing has happened in my life. I am not the same person that I was 20 years ago or 15 years ago or even 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was even five years ago. And uh, my prayer is that God would... Help me to learn everything that I can just by listening and obedience. Lord, help me to just show up in church on Sunday and when it's preached to absorb it and to wrap my life around it and have the courage to walk it. Lord, help me when I open up the Bible in my prayer and devotion time uh, to just get it and, and change. But I also know realistically um, there's just some things that, that you don't learn outside of suffering in this life. And, and some of that is just... Uh, depending on Jesus, truly knowing and understanding the rock that's below you, um, having a mercy and a compassion for others. I, and I can tell you that, that my suffering that I've walked through has given me a deep sense of mercy and compassion for others that I did not have. And the cool thing is I see in my kids, my kids have way more mercy and way more compassion at their age than I ever dreamed of having. Um, I was a nice kid, relatively speaking, and I had Jesus in my heart as a little kid. Um, but man, my, my children really do excel where I was. And I know that a lot of that is just the path that they've had to walk of the different suffering that they've had and, and not just suffering, but having Jesus spoken into their lives when that happens. So you find yourself going through suffering or you find your kids going through suffering or maybe you're all going through suffering together. What can you do? I want to give you just four, um, four little pieces of encouragement that you can think about during this time. And the first, when you're suffering, number one, be honest. Um, be honest. You don't have to pretend that things aren't bad. You don't have to pretend that things hurt. You know, it would be absurd if you broke your leg and you're in agony. Um, or, you know, I've, I've kind of chronically gone through periods where I just wrench my ankle and twist my ankle and it hurts. And, you know, I remember the first couple of times it, it, it hurt, but not terribly bad. But by those last couple, when it's tender and bad, and you sprain it over and over again, I kind of let out some involuntary screams as I went down to the floor. And, and I think this is important as we suffer just because we're believers doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. You know, Jesus was at Lazarus's funeral 
knowing that he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the grave, and Jesus still wept. Jesus wept because he loved him so much, and the sting of death is awful, even when you're the author of life. And so, first off, be honest. You can be honest that, hey, this is not good, uh, this is painful, this hurts, and you can talk about that with your kids. And, um, you know, I, I've asked different believers that, that grow up in different traditions, and, um, you know, they're going through real suffering, but their their church has taught them that they're not allowed to to talk about it negatively. You know, that's just negative thinking. Well, sometimes negative things are going on, and you need to be honest about it. If you don't believe me, go to the Psalms. I mean, I would say about 30% of the Psalms are lament Psalms. They're Psalms of complaint of, Lord, what are you doing? Why are my enemies surrounding against me? Why do I feel so alone? Why don't I feel you? And most of those Psalms end with saying, but still I hope in you, still I trust in you. But one of the greatest Psalms to me that I ever... um, came across was actually during the time when I was walking through the death of my spouse, and somebody showed me Psalm 88, Um, and I was actually just kind of really ranting and crying and snotting during that time, and and I made some comment about how this, you know, I know it doesn't seem very pastoral what I'm doing, and they said, no, it sounds like Psalm 88, and so I went and read Psalm 88, and it was the, um, the only Psalm in the 150 Psalms that not only laments and complains and whines to God, but also doesn't feel the need to add on anything at the end saying, but I know that I hope in you, but I know that you're going to work it out. It just ends in complaint. And uh, and I don't want to encourage you to complain to God. I, that's not what I mean. Um, but you also, you can be honest. You can be honest with God. You can be honest with others that this hurts. This is bad. I don't want this. Um, so number one, be honest. And then number two, be patient. Um, be patient as you're going through suffering. And man, that's hard to do. You want answers now. You want things to be done now. When there's pain or there's emotional pain or there's turmoil or anxiety and you don't know what's next, you want it fixed. Um, we live in a microwave society. We live in an instant message Instagram society. But that doesn't mean that God has changed the way the world works. Uh, when you're suffering, it's going to take some time. And if you expect that it's just going to fix right away, then you're going to suffer more because you're not just going to suffer what's happening. You're going to you're going to suffer in the anticipation that it should all be done right away. So just honestly, like, get real. Get with it. It's, it be patient as you go through it. Number one, some things just don't fix quickly. And number two, the character things that God's doing inside you, those don't fix quickly. So be patient. Um, give it some time and look and see what God's doing. Number three, and I think uh, this one's really important, as you're being patient, as you're being honest, be hopeful. It's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be this way. Um, you know, this is one that I'm, I'm tempted to in, in a few different ways. And one is I, we've got a, a little special needs girl that has particular challenges. And I know the days of despair are not because of today. The days of despair are thinking that it's always going to be like this. Well, guess what? It's not always going to be like this. It's going to change. It's going to change and be harder in different ways, but it's going to change and be better in different ways. Loneliness is always not going to be like it is now. Pain is not going to always be like it is now. And even if it does happen to last the rest of this life, this life is just a blip, the tiniest blip on the scope of eternity. So be hopeful. And then finally, be a blessing. Be a blessing. As you're walking through suffering, 
um, the worst thing that can happen is that you turn inward, um, that you, in the darkness and in the despair, uh, that you turn inward and wallow in either self-pity or self-justification or um, expecting that everything should be done for you. Now, you have a boulder in your life, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the vast uh, Let's Parent on Purpose podcast about backpacks and boulders. You have a boulder in your life, but even in that time of, of having a boulder, you have an opportunity to be a blessing. Um, I can think of one particular time in my son's chemo treatment where he was facing, I think it was like 60 different injections, chemo injections in about an 80 day span. And uh, we were dreading it. I mean, we were going to be at the hospital so much. And so we started talking and saying, well, you know, how can we use this as a blessing? This is a bad thing, but God takes bad things and makes a blessing out of it. What do you want to do to help be a blessing? And and, and Elijah, my son, he said, I, I'd like to help orphans because we've kind of brainwashed them that you're supposed to help orphans. And we're connected with this ministry in India that helps orphans. And he's like, I'd like, could we feed them somehow? And I said, okay, let's do this. And so we started a campaign where um, we encouraged people to donate $1 per shot that he was getting during this time period. And uh, so for every every chemo injection he got, we encouraged people to donate $1. And that just took off. And I expected to raise a few hundred or a few thousand because a lot of people were following our story. God blew us all away. And he used that time of suffering to raise over $20,000 to feed uh, a set of orphans in some Christian homes in India. And uh, so every day that we would go down to the hospital, every day that we would get our injections, I'd be able to say, Elijah, you're feeding a hundred orphans today with this injection. And, And even in doing that, we were able to offer light and be a blessing in the hospital to the nurses, to uh, the different ones around us. So be a blessing. The best way to, to not live in despair is to lift up your eyes, to see Jesus and to see the people he's put around you and then seek to be a blessing in their life. So there you go. Four quick things. Be honest, be patient, be hopeful, and be a blessing. Suffering's going to come, but God's going to do something important in it and you don't want to miss out on it as you're just anxious to get through it. Um, I pray that God will give you grace to suffer well and in the suffering that you would be a light and a hope to those around you. All right, that's all I have for you today. And I hope and pray that it's been an encouragement for you. And I pray that whatever you're suffering will pass in God's good timing and you can see his goodness in it. This has been Let's Parent on Purpose. It's a podcast put out by Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. If you don't have a church home in the area, I encourage you to come join us and check us out uh, every Sunday, 9.30 and 11 a.m. You can check out our website at covenantfellowship.com. Also, you can check out uh, the podcast, uh, the archive of podcasts, the archive of blogs at letsparentonpurpose.com and uh, some good resources there. This has been Jay Holland encouraging you to remember it's a sprint, or it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, and uh, God is going to do great things in you and your family as you get through it. Thanks so much for listening today. Share this with somebody if it's been helpful to you, and I'll talk to you soon.